everyone, welcome to another episode of the Podcasting for Business show. I'm your host, Lindsay Gould, and I am excited today to share with you an episode that honestly I had so much fun recording. It was with two winners from the recent Podcasting for Business Awards, so with the lovely Dan Grief and with the fabulous Claire Winter. So we had such fun. It was Dan's idea initially. He reached out to both myself and Claire and said, hey, why don't we do a panel show and just have a little chat? Let's have a chat and see what happens. So we did, and it was such good fun, honestly. So this is a longer episode than normal, but I think you're going to enjoy it. We share our stories, we share behind the scenes. So I honestly think you're going to really enjoy this one. So I'd love to hear what you think of the episode over in my Facebook group, Podcasting for Business Community. If you haven't joined us yet, why the heck not? Come and join us because it's full of people like you who either have a podcast already, want to start a podcast, or have one and it's not quite taken off as they wanted it to. Maybe they're struggling to keep it going and they want to grow it and scale it. So it's full of people just like that. So come and join us. We are a really welcoming bunch. So let's dive in to the main part of the show. I just want to say a massive thank you to you, Lindsay. Thank you for inviting myself and Claire onto this wonderful recording with you. It's great to have this chat. And when I suggested it before, it was a case of saying, I want to talk to other podcasters to find out a bit about your experiences, to kind of go through the ups, the downs, the sleepless nights sometimes, the highs of having your own podcast. And I thought it'd be great to share that with you. So hello to Claire and hello to Lindsay. Hello. <laughs> None of us wanted to say hey first. Hello. I suddenly realised I should have said one at a time, shouldn't I? <laughs> we were so polite. We were waiting for each other. We've been very British. You're very going... British. Hi, Dan. Hi, hi, Lindsay. Hi, Dan. How are you this evening? <laughs> been better. Uh... <laughs> hi, hi, Claire. How are you? <laughs> I'm brilliant. Um, thank you for thank you for um, hosting us in. Uh... Yeah, this is amazing. It's going to be like um, herding cats for you down there. So it, good luck. It'll be fun anyway. It'll it just will just send up to my teaching days. Yeah, with teenagers. So I understand. Anyway, so what I say, we all have very different podcasts, but the thing that unites us is definitely Lindsay's group on Facebook. And that was for me, and I, I hope you don't get embarrassed here, Lindsay, but for me this time last year, I felt like I got to hear your voice a lot more than probably any anyone else's as I was just literally going through step by step how to put together a podcast. I didn't realize doing that podcast, how hard it would be at sometimes and how challenging, especially when it's late at night and you're editing it yourself and you're thinking, well, when is this going to get done? It's getting past midnight. Oh my goodness. But I still did it consistently time and time again. And I think it was really worth it. But I just want to say, yeah, a huge thank you to you for all that uh, information and content that you gave oh, and that you welcome. still give now. You're very, very welcome. It's a pleasure having you in the group and obviously lovely Claire as well. Um, I love it. I love that community. It's one of my biggest core values community. Um, and when I wanted to start my business, it was it was a no brainer. That's something I had to have. I needed that um, that group environment, that community where everybody could come in and just feel safe, secure, no question is silly. Um, so that's what I wanted it for. So I'm glad that you've seen that and you've enjoyed it. No, great. So can I just start with yourself? And then I want to also hear some of your story as well, Claire, if that's okay. But I just want to hear firstly, what were you doing before, Lindsay, this is, sorry, before you went into podcasting, what was it you're doing? What made the change for you? Because Going from podcasting to podcast hosts a big step, but what got you into podcasting in the first place? Mm, good question. I talked about this actually earlier on this morning on a on a show I'm 
I'm going to be on next month actually. And it's, so my background is HR and training. I'm sorry, I've just got to say it. People who aren't watching this now on video, I've got the pleasure of being able to see this. But right now, Dan is drinking what I can only describe as a Pyrex jug full of tea. <laughs> because, it, because it is a Pyrex jug Through full a of tea. And my, straw. My, my daughter saw it and said, have you drinking gravy, Daddy? I was like, no, it's got more caffeine in it. But apart from that, yeah. Oh, my goodness. This is, you know, what do I expect? You're the winner of the best comedy podcast. So I expected a few pranks anyway. <laughs> this isn't a prank. This is my life. You're know, just mocking there. I'm yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So um, I'll, I'll try and bring it back. So I, um, I started wanting to actually have a podcast years ago when I started listening to podcasts myself whilst I was sat on the car park that is the M25, constantly traveling around the country, wishing that I could get out of my corporate job. I was in HR and training and I got into that because I love helping people. But I've shared this story before that the more senior I got, the less it was about that. And it was about protecting the backsides of the companies that I work for. That's what it ended up being. So I got really disenfranchised with the whole HR thing. And um, my husband started teaching. He left his job, went back to uni, um, got a job as a high school teacher. And at the end of the first week in his new job, he came home and I said to him, well, he wasn't there all week. <laughs> at the end of the week, he came home. No, he did come home every day. But at the end of that week, um, I said to him, so have you done the right thing? And he said, oh, my God, I wish I'd done it sooner. And I was so proud of him, but I was massively, massively jealous, hugely jealous. And I thought, he's got a purpose. He knows what he wants. He's doing what he really enjoys. And I thought, that's it. I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. So by the end of that year, I said, I'm going to work for myself. So I did. I left. So it was September. And then by the end of the year, I'd started my own business. So I sort of transitioned, really. So the first thing I did was I transitioned into consultancy and contract work and all that sort of stuff. And I was loving it, getting paid a really good rate and um, it got really comfortable again. And I thought, hold on a minute, I'm working for myself, but I've still got a boss and this didn't feel right. So I thought, you know what, I need to just take the plunge. So the next time, I, I'm not sure, were you in the room? No, you weren't there. I'm just thinking of which mastermind it was. I remember vividly being in a mastermind with um, some of the people I was in it with at the time and sort of saying, if they give me a call tomorrow and want to extend my contract, I'm going to say no. So I said no, and I was terrified, and I said no to it, turned away the money and just went all in on coaching. Um, and I'd started my very first podcast, and I started to get, loads of questions. You know, how, how have you done this? How do you make money from it? How do you know what equipment to use? How did you figure it all out? And I thought, yeah, there's something in this because I took to it really quickly. I loved it. absolutely loved it. And um, I started to do some sort of work on the side of my coaching, helping people with their podcasts. And then it was two years ago now, I went all in completely focusing on podcasting. I haven't looked back since really. I've absolutely loved it. It's I've just not, I've just found my niche. This is where I'm meant to be. Can I ask you about that point then? Because I find it really interesting. I'm sure Claire, you've probably come across this many times yourself. People who are stuck in a rut in life, whatever it might be, personally, professionally, whatever, and they don't make the change. And mm -hmm. it's the fear of losing out what they do have is greater 
than the kind of the than the, the potential pleasure of what they're going to. That's how they feel anyway. Yeah. So, what would you say for somebody in that situation? Because you have taken the plunge, mm-hmm. and it seems like it's gone well. But yeah. even if it hadn't, it sounds like you don't have any regrets about that. No. You think that the change is worth it? Yeah, totally. And. I think it's, it can be quite dangerous. There are people online who'll say to you, just take the leap and just do it anyway and don't worry about the money. And I find that really dangerous. And I think um, it can be confusing for people to think that when they're starting a business, the only way to do it is go all in from day one, when realistically there's a transition. You know, There's no shame in having a part-time job, for instance, while you're building up your business. There's no shame in that at all. And I see that as you know, you funding your business growth. That's how I see it. Um, But at the time, I felt a little bit like that. I thought, no, I need to be successful straight away. But of course, you know, nothing that is worth anything is going to happen overnight. So um, for me, you talked about the fear then. For me, I got to the stage where I thought, I looked at the positions above me and the people who were more senior to me in the companies I worked in. And I thought, those roles don't excite me. I don't want their job. And the fear of being on that path and staying on that path got greater than the fear of quitting and not knowing what was going to happen. So that is exactly what happened. Oh, my goodness, I can relate to that. You know, I looked at just, okay, teaching wasn't the right career for me Mm -hmm. after 10 years and I enjoyed it, but I thought I can see myself when I'm 65 now and... I think that was a point of that's the crunch for me personally, mm. and I just thought I, I think it's about time for change. Um, what about yourself, Claire? Because it's a different story again, right? So, how mm. did you get into podcasting? Well, um, I love radio, so my background—I'm a broadcast journalist by background. So, um, I started my career at ITN Radio, and then worked oh. in their twenty-four hour news channel. Um, so I worked in television and radio early on in my career. And then um, when I got pregnant with my first daughter, I moved out of London. I did the usual thing. I went to leafy Berkshire and um, and quite early on, probably when she was about, you know, she was a couple of years old. I was like, oh, I really, you know, need to do something different. Um, uh, so it took a few more years before I found the right thing. So I was doing freelancing and bits and bobs. And then I got pregnant with twins. So (laughs) you're going to love this. When, when, when my twins were one year old, um, I bought a magazine as you do, uh, built the shed quarters, which I'm still in. So they've, they've, they've stood the test of time because that was 10 years ago. And, um, I ran and I ran, I was the editor and owner. So I self-published a magazine, um, for families in Berkshire. So it was a great fit for me. Um, but as my children grew and got older, um, uh, we ran a, you know, uh, a website and all the social media channels in the heyday when you could grow a massive Facebook page and get loads of likes before Facebook made you pay. And yeah, it was brilliant. And obviously, so I was working in digital media and in print and loved what I did, but there just came a point where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, um, my kids are bigger, Um, So I took the leap and sold it. And that's when I moved into doing um, uh, this business, which I started off writing copy for people. And again, I soon found out that that wasn't, I was so used to having a byline and writing my own copy. And I still write some articles now. So I haven't left that behind because I still love writing. And I realized that it was actually helping people find their own words, making their words matter. And, um, and that's what I love about podcasting, right? So it's your, it's your words, it's your 
story. We're all broadcasters. That's the thing that excites me the most about digital media, that mm. we've got video, we've got podcasts where you can, you're a broadcaster. And obviously with my background, it was like it was just the perfect fit. And Lindsay will know this. I had it on my list for quite some time. And I just thought, um, that, you know, when lockdown happened, I was like, it's, it's going to happen this year. So I launched it in September 2020. And it was amazing. Um, and it's called Cracking Content. And when I launched it, um, and you reminded me, uh, I beat Gary V and got to number two in the marketing charts underneath Amy Porterfield. And it felt amazing. It really did. And um, I get messages all the time from people saying, I'm listening to you. I got tagged the other day. Someone was going for a walk in Scotland. I said, I'm listening to you on my walk. And how cool is that? You know, just people you Amazing. don't know, really connecting with you on a really deep level, just going, I'm, you know, I'm listening to you, I'm taking your advice, I've downloaded your freebie or, you know, t you know, I'm blogging because I listen to your podcast about blogging. I mean, that's just amazing, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. You know what? There's something about audio, which for me is really special. So I remember when I was a kid listening to late night radio, I was a really cool teenager. And I used to listen to late, late night radio with people calling in and think, I just like to hear their stories. And if that was on a video, it'd be really boring. If that was TV, it wouldn't, you'd never sit and watch it. But it's about having something just to listen to. And that's mm -hmm. why I'm going to talk about Clubhouse later and how that's also amazing. Um, but it's something about a podcast, I think, which gives you a real connection. And I don't know about YouTube, but I've kind of been on a bit of a roller coaster of being a bit obsessed with my numbers at times and thinking, how popular am I doing? How well am I doing? And actually, that's a really weird question to think, am I successful based on cold numbers? Mm -hmm. When you actually mm -hmm. realize, like you just said there, so true. When someone connects with you and says, oh, I just really resonated with what you said, or it made a difference to me, or whatever it might be. And so my podcast is UK Low Carb. And one of the things that we do once a quarter is on my Facebook group, we do a fast from either 20 hours to five days, and nothing but like black coffee and, and water. And I would never be able to do that by myself. But doing it as a group of people together, and we do a Zoom call every evening, we take a little snippet we put on the podcast. And so it's all kind of, we're all invested in that together. And it's that community which has been really valuable. And I think my numbers can go up and down, but it's going to be about 30 people who I know are really close friends of mine now who I'm interacting with all the time. And and it does, you know, from a business point of view, it also ties into the face behind the brand, which is also something I would never have before because now they get to know me, they get to hear my voice, my opinions. Okay, sometimes people say, yeah, I've heard you say that thing about human evolution you always talk about. And I'm like, okay, tell me I'm getting repetitive. But, you know, <laughs> but it's because they get to know who I am. And there's a connection there that in a video, you'd easily watch a part of a YouTube clip and, clip and stop. Mm -hmm. But I tend to listen to a podcast all the way through for an hour very happily and really feel like I know those people. It's such a rewarding thing. Uh, for you, Lindsay, because you're a group as well, you must have this even more so because of these connections that are made from people who then join your courses is, is that something yeah, that is I've, one of the benefits for you i've loved it and uh, i mean the reality is we don't need joe rogan download numbers do we you know he gets what is it something like 30 million downloads a month i mean it's an astronomical number but he's got a huge backlog of episodes if you have only just discovered someone like joe rogan you could listen for years you know so he's constantly getting these huge numbers. We don't need that. As small business owners, and a lot of us as solo entrepreneurs, um, we don't need that. We need that small but mighty audience. We need those people who are really behind what we're doing, resonate with us. And what I find definitely is the, the leads that do come through to me who want to work with me, 
they're qualified leads. You know, they're people who already mm. know me. They're people who have been in my group, people who've listened to my podcast, people who might have done the challenge. Um, and they already know what I'm about and my vibe and, you know, what I talk about. So I find that what it does is it builds that connection much quicker than any other thing that I've done um, massively. I love it. Can I ask you that from the other side, though? Mm. Is it not a bit weird when someone like me comes out of the blue saying, hey, Lindsay, how are you? I I know you. And you're going, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Has that ever happened? Well, pre-COVID, I remember going to a conference and two women coming up to me and telling me that they knew me. And that was a bit freaky. <laughs> But it was lovely as well. It was like, oh, wow, people are actually listening to this stuff. You know, what I'm doing yeah. matters. That was my first podcast and it was insane. Um, but yeah, they recognized my voice before they'd seen my face, which was crazy. So yeah, it they can just be a bit say, Get out of my way. Oh, that's Lindsay. We know her. <laughs> She's, oh, I've never been so happy to be spoken to in that way. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. I was just elbowing my way through to get to the muffins and coffee. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> low carb muffins are. Yeah, they were. They were, um, they were low carb. <laughs> so let's talk then about some of the, the the tougher moments because you know what? People starting out, they I, I found anyway, you have this flourish of uh, creativity and enthusiasm. And, you know, you get past episode seven and you think, oh, that's probably when most people quit, so I'll keep going. Then I got to episode 20 and I was like, oh, whew, okay, just going to keep on pushing on. But it does get, the novelty wears off and then it becomes a bit harder sometimes. And I love doing it still and I really enjoyed it. But there is that point of commitment, isn't there, where you think, yeah, the honeymoon period is over. Mm. Now I've just got to keep plodding and going. Yeah. And and there's, there's definitely a rule, isn't there, in all content. Uh, well, I don't know why I'm talking about this, Claire, you're the expert, but <laughs> consistency <laughs> is everything, isn't it? And just Absolutely. keep on going. Yeah. And, you know, you, there is times when in any content creation, you could think to yourself, that's enough now. Nobody's interested or whatever. But it's that can, carrying on going. So it's at that moment on a Sunday rainy afternoon when you're just thinking, oh, what am I doing? I want to find out about those moments. So what challenges have you had? We'll start with you, Claire. What sort of challenges did you have along the way? Well, I think you've both shared a really good point um, about having attached communities. So that, that's when you need to lean on them and ask them what they want to hear in the podcast. So if you're, and I'd say that about any content you're creating. So, you know, start going out on your stories or your social media and saying, hey, look, I'm planning the next six episodes of my podcast. Is there anyone you'd love me to interview if you're doing an interview series or what content would you like me to cover? And I think that's probably the best way to do it and I know Lindsay will agree with me on batching mm. episodes so sitting down and I've got a big I'm, I'm a massive fan of blogging as well so I've got a backlog of blogs I look at the ones that have performed really well and they make the basis of my podcast but obviously if you're starting from scratch with all content you can make the podcast into a blog mm. so I think it is just thinking how can I leverage the, the hard work that I've put into this podcast like you're going to share this on YouTube um, you know how can I make it work harder for me and remember what the end goal is and I think we've all discussed it's not about the numbers I mean I was really excited when I, I heard I was charting in like Israel and South Africa randomly so that is exciting but it's those messages where someone says oh, I was listening to you on my dog walk today and I had a light bulb moment that that's what I think we've all shared is what's made it special. And that's what you need to remember on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Love that. My worst moment in podcasting was having the opportunity to interview John Lee Dumas 
and not hit and record. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It makes me cringe thinking about oh, it now. Oh, just like we haven't now. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So, <laughs> so I got him on an interview. I'd met him at Podfest. I went to Florida um, and he was there. And me being me, I just grabbed him in the corridor and said, oh, my God, you have to come on my podcast. And he was like looking at me like, who is this crazy Brit? Because um, I was one of about three British people there at the conference. And he said, because you've flown all this way just to come over, I think he said to see me, but clearly it wasn't just to see him. Um, <laughs> You're all like Disney World. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um <laughs> I'm going to come on it. So I was like, great, fantastic. So we got it set up. He was true to his word. He came on. I didn't hit record, but then he was so gracious and um, we did it again. I, I realized about six minutes in. So it was luckily. Um, so that happened. I've had all the moments where, you know, editing doesn't go as you plan. And when you're first figuring out how to edit something yourself, before I had anybody working on my team, it was like, oh my God, what the hell am I doing this for? What is this for? You know, so we've all had those moments. And it's one of the reasons that I wanted to do the awards because I know that feeling of being up late at night trying to get your episode ready for the next day and only being you to do it. I wanted to I wanted to promote those people who were working hard behind the scenes because all too often we support the big branded corporate podcasts who've got huge funding behind them. And, you know, nobody is cheerleading for the little guy and, you know, for you and I who have got small but mighty audiences. So that's why I did that. So I've had many moments. I did a blooper reel when I first started my podcast to show people how many times I actually did mess up. Um, so I've done all sorts of stuff, anything you could imagine I've done it, but I think that's the way that you learn. That's where you, that's how you grow. Yeah. You know, one time this lady sent a message, I think it was actually a review and she said, I feel like I'm with Dan in the studio when he's making his podcast. I'm looking around thinking there's like underwear drying next to me here in my living room. You know, if you could see just how normal my, my studio oh, is, you know, but, you know, but that's the nice thing, isn't it? You put the work in and they don't know that, do they? They just assume you're one of the big guys sometimes. And mm. and like you said, you know, sometimes it is just one person like us doing all the work ourselves, recording, finding the guests, doing the interview, doing the edits. And, and actually, one thing I really found this time last year was listening to my own voice was quite difficult. I've got used to it now. But listening to myself was like, oh, why did I say that? Oh, why did I do this? Oh, cut that bit out and now I've actually got quite relaxed and just I just go for it yeah. I think actually the natural is better and it's okay just to be yourself because nobody's perfect and if you are doing a perfect production well that's fine if that's what you want but I think it's okay just to stumble a little bit just to chat yeah. just to forget what you're saying because that's what a normal conversation is like and that's mm. what you'd expect your friends to be like on the phone yeah so I'd say a piece of advice I learned was don't overthink it and overcomplicate it. Make it natural as possible. And then, mm -hmm. you know, and it's enjoyable that way. I think it really is. Totally agree. Um, yeah, 100%. Be yeah. yourself. Enjoy it. Yeah. Otherwise, why are you doing it? Mm -hmm. So in terms of impact on your businesses, now for, for you, Claire, how how's your, in your podcast tied into that? So you were saying you've had a bit of a career change recently. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess this is a big part of well, is expression a funnel? I don't know. Like, because I guess it's mine is a funnel in a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, bringing people in. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I definitely got 
particularly when I launched, I think it was, I mean, I did share a lot about it um, and a lot of people shared it and I got a lot of reviews. I got over 30 reviews very quickly in a week and they were all five star. It was just, it was just a really, you know, I sort of rode that crest of the wave, but I definitely got more people joining my Facebook group which is called Cracking Content. I've got a membership that's attached to that. So it's a paid membership, which I also run. And I've got paid programs that I run. And I also do one-to-one work. So I definitely think it it helps people get to know you. Um, and you want them to know the sort of basics of content marketing um, and have those skills and understand why they work for them. They might not be able to implement themselves, but at least they kind of go, all right, I know why I need to do this. I've downloaded Claire's Content Planner but I've no idea how to content plan or, you know, so it sort of takes probably people to that place. So yeah, it's been really useful. And I think it is. And again, like people sort of, they talk to you like they know you and you suddenly realize, Oh, they've been listening or they've been yeah. watching. And they may have watched some videos as well. Cause I do that in my group, but yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's great um, thing to talk about. It's a great bit of content to share. It's got so many things to it. It gives you, a bit of gravitas it, it establishes you as a bit of an expert at what you do if you're doing it for business but also you can be doing it for the joy of it as well if you've got a hobby or something that you love there's a guy who does wild swimming and his podcast really taken off you know there's so many different things that people can share can't they as well so Claire's- what's interesting about that is kind of counterintuitive but actually it works when you give away something like in your both your cases you're teaching people and you're giving away free content all the mm-hmm. time. You know, why don't you try X, Y, Z, see how we get on. But there's something to be said. You'd think it's from the outside. You'd think, Oh, but then they wouldn't buy my course or whatever. But actually then people listen to you and go, Oh, they know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. I trust them. They must have, if, if they've got something to sell, they must have even more of this good material. And mm-hmm. then it's a, it's a relationship builder, isn't it? And that must be so powerful because then it's your trust is done before they've even spent a penny. They know it's going to be good, don't they? Yeah, totally. And I, I used to hear a lot online about that. You know, how much should I give away for free and what do I hold back? I'm of the view that the information is free. You know, I'll tell you whatever you want to hear. Um, but it's how you put that information into practice that they come to me for on a one-to-one basis or buy a program or a course or, or whatever. You know, I'll support somebody in a more bespoke way when they're working with me one-to-one. So that's what they pay for, but the information's free. You know, that that's the point of this. I, you know, the reason I'm doing this is because I want more voices heard. I want people to get into podcasting. Um, and the more we all are successful, the better. You know, it's about collaborating and holding people up. So, um, yeah, 100%. I, I adore it. It's the best thing I've ever done in my business. So in terms of how it's helped me in my business, when I started with it, I had sort of a mini course that I did and I did, um, an online workshop. They were the sort of the first products that I sold. And then it progressed into this mammoth six week group program that I have. And I'm running that now for the sixth time it's coming out later this month. So it's the sixth launch. So that's been really well. Um, and I now have a production company off the back of it as well, which is insane. You know, I'd have never have thought that would be the case. Um, all those years ago, sat on the M25, you know, that I would be the owner of a podcast production agency. It's, it's, it's just insane. Um, so it's been huge for business for me, but also, as I said earlier, it's about the more qualified leads have been coming through now that has been the beauty of it. When people have heard me on the podcast or they've heard me on other people's podcasts, 
um, they've discovered me in that way, they already know me. So they, they're pretty much ready to sign on the line when they want to work with me. So yeah, it's great for, for growing your business, for growing an audience, increasing that credibility massively. Yeah. So, so tell me more about your program and, uh, and the production company that you now have, mm-hmm. because I, I don't know much about what that involves, because I guess you get some production companies actually make podcasts and they sponsor them and everything else. Mm-hmm. In your case, you're still doing it for, as a freelance for a person who wants to start a podcast, right? So mm-hmm. what, what does it you provide for them? Yeah, so we offer, we offer a few different things. We do a full done-for-you um, podcast package where if somebody's looking to start, but they don't have the time. They can literally speak into a microphone and we'll do absolutely everything else. So we'll do all the editing. And actually, incidentally, the lovely Claire's sister is one of our sound engineers. She's amazing. Um, so I'm very lucky to have her, the lovely Phoebe. Um, so my podcast as yeah, well. <laughs> she's amazing. She's really good. Great. You can't yeah. pinch her. <laughs> she's ours, isn't she, Claire? Um, yeah. so- <laughs> All right, I'm leaving her alone. Sorry, Phoebe. Um, She's amazing. I was going to pinch you anyway. There's enough that. of Phoebe's brilliance to go around, definitely. Um, so, yeah, so we offer this done-for-you solution where we get you set up on Apple and we do all the show notes, we do the promotion, we do the launch planning for you. So we really take you by the hand if you've got an idea for a podcast and we take you right through to launching. And then for people who've already got podcasts, we produce them for them. We We do all the the editing we do promotional posts we do transcriptions we do everything for them and then something we've just started doing is podcast management as well so a real deep dive behind the scenes on the analytics and you know looking at how you can improve your downloads how you can improve your reach how you can improve your social media presence how you can grow the business um so we're adding new things to the agency all the time so it's been really successful. Um, but in terms of the program, that's a six week group program. That's for people who want to learn how to do it themselves. Um, so it's normally a group of no more than 20 people, fairly small group. And, um, we're, we're like a little family. And actually just before this interview, I was interviewing the winner of the best, um, the student of the year award, Laura Ellera. And she was taking me back thinking about when she went through the program and how, terrified she was when she hit purchase and how scared she felt that oh my god that means I'm gonna have to have a podcast now um you know and it was great to hear it all um and how much she's grown how fantastic her show is now so the group program is about learning in a group and having other people around you who are doing the same and I think that's invaluable having that community you know what as well the thing that I never really appreciated before I started this was there are certain people in in my niche in the low carb keto world that I've always wanted to talk to, and mm. and if just you know just imagine I didn't have a podcast and I sent an email to one of these people and said, "Hey, I'm Dan. You don't know me. Why would you? But do you fancy doing a Zoom call? You know, they would that that would be in the 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 rubbish bin before you could even say you know no way. Yeah. So, but then you you say. Hi, I'm Dan. I've got a podcast. Do you want to do a Zoom call? Mm. And it's so different. And what I find interesting is people who've even got podcasts have said, "How did you get that person?" And I've said, "Well, because I've got a podcast. And I invite. I just asked them. I didn't. Yeah. I, nothing special at all. No tricks. By merely saying I've got a podcast, you've got a book that's coming out at the moment. Do you want to come on my show? They come on your show, and then you're talking to the most amazing people, and it's one to one. And you think, "Wow, what a privilege! I can literally ask this person anything I want." 
and and they're just going to have a conversation and, and give me that time. Yeah. A bit like you're saying about you know that podcaster in America. That wouldn't that wouldn't happen if you didn't have a podcast. You just look like a nutter with a yeah. microphone. I mean, I was so, a nutter with a microphone, but you know, <laughs> with an off one. Yeah. That doesn't change the fact that I was. Um, but you're Lindsay, so right. That's not even a microphone. That's a banana. Um, <laughs> you are right though. Recording. It's like what Claire said earlier. You're a broadcaster. As soon as you hit publish, that's it. You're in the media. So mm. that that has power. You're absolutely right. Actually, on that point, I just want to raise something else as well that happened in 2020. So as we know, the civil rights movement has been fighting for decades and decades for parity of rights in the States. And of course, the the Black Lives Matter movement last year. I think that was a really poignant moment when, in fact, you were saying about, do you have people of color on your podcast? Mm. Do you you Mm. think about the guests you have? And that was a really kind of, sobering moment for me to suddenly think yes like you just said I am a broadcaster I have Mm. a responsibility and I suddenly became very aware of what am I actually producing is it very much from my perspective and and am I just talking to people who I think a bit like the way I look at the world or you know am Mm. I being as diverse as I could be I thought that was a really poignant moment last year wasn't it and and actually as broadcasters we do have a responsibility to to do what we should to bring out voices from all parts of the community yeah massively i did that episode and i, I was really i wondered whether i should create that episode or not but i'm so glad i did i had such amazing feedback from it and people reaching out to me saying thank you for doing that um but it just needed to be said i mean if if you're producing a podcast that isn't you know if you have a guest show and you aren't producing content that is representative of your listeners then what are you doing? You know, why are you doing it? Um, So yeah, massively, um, you you just have to do that. You have to be representative and make sure that you're, you know, you're, you're showcasing the voices of people who don't have a platform. We do have a responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, I I interviewed an amazing woman who's a diversity and inclusion specialist. um, And I think one of her big takeaways was this, this is about listening Mm. You know, it's not all about talking, um, you know, it's really listening um, and including people and hearing their voices and hearing their opinion and not necessarily having an opinion, but just actually actively listening. And I thought it was really powerful, that share. And I, I completely agree with you. You, you. you have to look at your guest list and mm. think, is this, you know, am I interviewing a diverse yeah. Um, you know, diverse amount of people, you know, am I covering all different viewpoints and, you know, have a really good think about that. I think we all need to do that. Yeah. And I don't think you know it's what? just on a podcast, is it? It's, you know, if we're holding mm. online events, if we've got yeah, programs, we're inviting guest experts in and, you know, all of that, we have to be diverse. We have to be including everybody, be representative. Yes, you're, yeah. yeah, of course, you're 100% mm. right across mm. your whole business, not just a podcast. Mm, yeah. yeah. I really think that sometimes is like a, you know, a bloke as well. I'm very aware now of, am I getting a mixture of, of, you know, gender as well? Mm. Because, you know, if your podcast becomes like you and your mates almost, I mean, who, who wants that? You know, it's not, it's not inclusive, is it? Mm. And I've, I've been very aware. I've never actually made a plan thinking I must have, you know, a man, a woman, a man, or anything like that. I've just thought roughly is the, is it a balanced mix? Mm. Because if not, then you are, and actually this happens in society all the time, doesn't it? There are these, 
biases against people that are there and you have to, if you're aware of it i think that's the best thing to do i think claire you hit the nail on the head about listening you know it's so mm-hmm. important to sometimes mm-hmm. shut up and i am say- i am guilty i'm going to put my hand up though of only interviewing women at the moment but my my audience is probably 90 percent women when i've looked at my i'm not saying that i don't want men to listen at all but um that i've definitely got some men on the list um for the next quarter but yeah i i'm gonna say i've only done about six interviews so men are coming but yeah i have done women first <laughs> well, i was gonna say i definitely listen i actually went for a walk the other day after listening to your podcast because i thought claire said go for a walk because i'm going for a walk and it was amazing it. i had to get out i was so fed up of being locked I mean, especially winter it's like that isn't it mm. but i just thought i'm going to get out there and, and have a wander so I, I i'd listen to you so if you'd only listen to my brothers and i that'd be appreciated um <laughs> I've had um, someone tag me and said, I'm going out for a walk because I've got a book to write. And Claire says, I have to walk first. (laughs) I love this. You need to go and check out Claire's clubhouse room as well. You do a walk and um, what's it called again? Walk and write. I called it at the moment. People have started asking me, why is it it an equation? Because it says walk plus writing equals creativity. Yeah. That's genius. That is genius. I love that. I was actually (laughs) going to come on to clubhouse because I think it is... Well, well I, I actually saw you two on the Facebook group talking about Clubhouse, and I thought, what on earth are they going on about? What's is this the latest craze that the kids are into? <laughs> I love you calling us 40. the kids. That's insane. Uh, the kids, yeah. I'm middle aged now officially, so <laughs> I'm like, too. what's the, what the kids into? Um, not to me, <laughs> anyway. Um, and I thought, you know, what's this Clubhouse all about? But actually, I was going to come onto that because it is probably the most exciting platform I've seen. I, I prefer it to Instagram. Um, I prefer it to probably every social media platform there is out there um apart from podcasting um <laughs> because it is audio based and i yeah. think that's the thing about audio that i love so should we just go straight into that let's talk about clubhouse um do you want to just describe one of you describe um what it is and how it works firstly because at the, at the time of recording in february it's quite early in its development and it's quite limited who can get in and how they get in mm-hmm. um so who would like to take us through that little uh, story shall i go Claire shall I tell yeah, them a little bit about it and then you chime in um, I will I can tank up on tea yeah you can drink from your Pyrex jug you go for it um <laughs> so <laughs> we've just made Dan choke everybody <laughs> I'm fine <laughs> carry on that's what you get um so Clubhouse <laughs> I suffer from condition you know it's called greed okay <laughs> So Clubhouse, as you say, is it's the only, well, it's the biggest online social media platform that is purely audio based. And it's insanely brilliant for podcasters. I adore it. I absolutely love it. Um, So essentially what it is, if you imagine that you're at a big conference and at that conference center, there's loads of little rooms off the corridors and outside the rooms, there's a little plaque saying what the conversation is that's going on inside. And you can just choose to walk in any one of those rooms and join in the conversation, listen to the speakers on stage. That is Clubhouse, essentially. Um, So if you can think of any topic that you love talking about, you'll probably find a conversation going on right now on Clubhouse. And it is pretty new. Um, I think it was out in April last year in the US to a very small select few people. Um, And then it's rolled out properly in December in the UK. So I joined just between Christmas and New Year, since about the 28th of December, something like that. And I've loved it. I've absolutely loved it. And I went in there thinking, you know, what is this going to do to podcasts? I very quickly joined um, 
quite a few podcasting rooms chatting about this subject. And the general consensus is that the vast majority of podcasters are really excited by it. And the way that my clients are using it is to find brilliant guests. It's almost like you, it's like you pre-qualify people to be on your show because you've had a proper chat with them beforehand. So you know what they're, what they're like, what they talk about. And then um, other ways that people use it are, let's say you release an episode on a Monday afternoon, you can say, okay, um, at the end of the episode, you can say, okay, join me on Clubhouse tomorrow afternoon at five, we're going to talk all about this episode. So you can get direct feedback from your listeners very, very quickly. And you can use those rooms as market research, you know, what what other popular conversations, what are the things that my audience are interested in? Um, so it's fantastic. You can also have clubs in there. Um, you can have regular rooms going on. And the great thing about it is that it's a bit of a leveler. You know, everybody starts in there with zero followers and zero connections. And you just get involved in the conversations you want to get involved in. There is a bit of willy-wanging going on in some rooms. That's what I'm going to call it. Just a bit. Just, just going to come bit. to that, yeah. Um, there's a bit of that going on. Um, and if that's your bag, then cool, go for it. Go in those rooms. Um, yeah, there's a bit of sort of bro marketing, you know, I've got 10-figure business, this sort of thing, which is great. If that's what you're into, fill your boots. But there are also some really cool smaller rooms and medium-sized rooms where you can genuinely create a fantastic connection. I did an interview earlier on with an amazing lady called Eve Horn. Um, she started a production company, a music production company called Peak Music. And she started a campaign all about um, equality for women in the music industry. And we met on a clubhouse room the other week. And you interviewed her as well, haven't you, Claire? Yeah. 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 She's amazing. Podcast interviews. I She's adore, yeah. I mean, she went in there, she told everybody, you know, from the heart what she was there to do, and she picked up two interviews. And I interviewed her tonight. I'm gonna to share it all over my platforms because I think the campaign that she's getting behind, well, she founded it. She's not getting behind it, she founded the campaign. Mm. Um, it's amazing what she's doing. So that just shows you the beauty of it. You can reach anybody. You can go into a room and Amy Porterfield's there and you can ask her a direct question. You know, it's insane. I did get a bit of fanboy on that. So sorry. <laughs> yeah. When I messaged you saying, Amy Porterfield's in this room, you've got to get on now. And you're like, she's on all the time. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Well, I, I cool. was in a room with Hel Alrod. I yeah. don't know you say And they were recording it. So they're going to they're gonna put it out on a podcast. And tonight, Vanilla Ice. No. <laughs> Wow, we've got to go and check out it? Vanilla well, Ice. I was someone the other day, and they're like, "I was in a room with Will I Am." You know, like it's crazy at the moment. Yeah. Like the, the kind of people that you can come across. Oprah's it, on there as well. You know, there's all I sorts. Come across Oprah yet. I've not been in a room with Oprah, but I believe she is on there. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, everyone's on there at the minute. Everyone's testing it out and trying it. Gary Vee's on there. I. Well, that's the one I want to yeah. join. I think that'd be so cool. Because this is the thing that annoys me. I find myself at the moment sort of shouting at my phone, baking in my kitchen, going, you're not for Gary Vee. You're not Gary Vee. Because there's so many people who think they are. And they just say exactly the same things he would, word for word. Mm. I'm like, you're not Gary Vee. And the moment when Gary Vee comes on, I'll probably say, you're not Gary, you're Gary Vee. 
Oh, because you know, I'm so excited to think of like Gary V talking in a in a room like that. It'd be incredible. I'd love um, it. There's been some fabulous advice though. Um, mm. There's a room where someone was like, "What happens if your business isn't liquid or you've got problems with cash flow?" This young entrepreneur is like, "Yeah, well." One of my mentors says, you know, buy a Rolex because, you know, around the world, <laughs> Rolex and have some cash under the bed. And I was like, damn, why didn't I think of that? Oh, wow. My kids went through that years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, is this for real? Is no one going to go to him? Are you for real? Like, insane. <laughs> what, what I find is, I don't know if you find the same thing, but I, I was, I'm not from a business background at all. I'm a teacher who got into this. And so I know I have a successful business and I think, oh, okay, I've, I've learned on the job how to do it. But I hear some of these people talking in the entrepreneurial rooms and I'm like, I have no idea what they're talking about. I don't know what's going on. And they're like, I make, I like to make relationships. Relationships are really last. Relationships are the blue sky through the rug. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm I'm trying to. I'm just trying to translate it. Going. I'm just making brownies, mate, and selling them, and contacting customers. You know, am I in a different world to these people? What is that about? Do your due diligence. You know, these people that say they make this amount of money have a real look at, at their profiles and actually what. They if you care, if you care yeah, enough to do it, you're too busy. You think, oh, okay. You know that maybe there's something they've said, but yeah, no, those ones maybe just mm. leave the room. But um, you know, I think there's a lot of um, a lot of hot air. Yeah. That's a really air. lovely way of putting it. Hot air. See, see, I would say I would say exactly what Lindsay has said about the, the rooms. Actually, I think that's so right. I was in I was in a line. Okay, as you asked me about this, Claire, you say didn't, but I'm going to tell you anyway. As I was I was waiting in line. You know, when you're on the stage and you, they're going through one person at a time to get to you. And it's this big entrepreneurs group, um, which I don't like that term personally. But anyway, so it's getting through to me. And I was like, right, now I'm ready. I can, you know, have my question. And then this guy, I don't know who he was, said, oh, hi, everyone. I just want to introduce you to my friend, Alan, who's got some great content for it. So he just jumped ahead of me. And this guy talked about how great he was and everything he had achieved. And they're like, yeah, cheers, Aaron. Bye. I hope that was really helpful for you guys because I was like, helpful? He just came and showed off and went away again. <laughs> and now I've got to try and compete with a Hollywood director about my tiny little business in Cambridge. Hi, guys. Do you um, email still? You know, I was like, I, so I felt like a right numpty. And actually, I don't get in the small rooms, you can actually have that proper conversation. Mm. You get the impression that people are there actually care. They're actually there. Oh, my God. The people who then say, uh, Dan, are you there, mate? Dan, are you there, mate? And you're like, no, they're just on. They're doing something else, but they're yes. supposedly in the room. Anyway, yes, I know, I know. And and um, get all hit up. I'd like to talk about clubhouse etiquette. So I was hosting a room, and someone came up on the stage and talked about their business a bit, and then I was just about to say something, and she went, "Claire, I'm qualified in this," and talked over the top of me. Wow. And. I'm like, I'm not that confrontational, but she got put back in that audience. But, you know, it was like, I and actually, if it happens again, because this is the first time that's happened to me in Clubhouse, being literally someone stamping all over, you know, and I'm like, hey, this is my room. Go and do it in somewhere else, girlfriend. Mm. Like, what yeah, are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, her card's marked. She's not coming back, back up to my stage because she was rude. I mean, yeah. it was rude. And, yeah. and a few people messaged me and said, who the hell was that? And I was like, no. She's back in the audience. But yeah. yeah, I guess in a way that's a benefit though. It is so public that everyone thinks the same. They're not thinking, oh yeah, she should have put Claire in her place. Nobody thinks that, mm. do they? They're no, all thinking that's rudeness. She just talked over the top of me and was like, well, I'm the expert at this thing. And I was like, only because you say so. 
Yeah, who's the expert? Let's breathe through this, Claire, because we've both got a lot of tension around the podcast right now. Despite that, it's good. It's the good, the bad and the ugly. I think you get all of it. It's a cliche. Claire, Claire, I'm qualified in this. Let me talk about it. So... Okay, I don't know what the we're reaction is going to be. She might have actually kicked off then. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the um, podcast, guys, okay? We're okay. recording your voice. Okay. No, but Clubhouse, just want to say, for anyone who's interested, it is. I think it's only for people with an iPhone mm-hmm. at the moment, mm-hmm. and it's an invitation, isn't it? Yeah. So Lindsay very kindly let me in. Um, mm-hmm. When I finally realised the cool kids are doing it, I thought, actually, I want to see what this is about. Mm-hmm. And then I spent all that Sunday just listening to different things. Um, and now you're and it, it was just it was incredible. I'm a, yeah, <laughs> sort of. Uh, the addiction's waned a little bit. Now I kind of pop in whenever I can between being asked daddy, daddy 500 mm. times a day with a homeschooling five-year-old. Mm. But um, but it is pretty, it's pretty cool. I recommend it for anyone. And I think this is the best time, isn't it? Because you get it early. Yeah. So you can get connection with these people very quickly before the rooms get too massive. So if you've mm. got a chance and you're a podcaster, go for it. Yeah. yeah. And I think be intentional, you know, being, you know, Think about who you want to connect with. Look at the rooms. Is there people in there that you want to connect with? Are there people that you want to message and have as a have as a guest? Um, because it's you know social media is you know made to be addictive, and this platform is particularly addictive because you can do yes. other things while you're doing it. You can exercise. You can walk. You can stack the dishwasher. It's it's brilliant for multitasking and listening. Um, so I think it is just being very clear about why you're on there who you want to connect with and again you know be generous with your time and and your your advice if you're hosting a room but again think about etiquette when you do go into people's rooms uh the way you know uh, people do remember you (laughs) okay Uh, that is a very particular message to somebody in particular there i think think they should have heeded you otherwise there will be problems um sorry lindsay do you want to add to that before it kicks off with claire there (laughs) Do you know what? I found, I found a really cool Instagram account the other day, which you need to go and check out because it's so funny. You know, you, you were saying before, Dan, about, you know, you're saying to the mods, hello, are you there? Are you there? Are you there? And they've already gone off and they're doing something else. There, There's some memes on it. It's a meme account, but it's... Um, I'm going to put the link to it in the show notes because it's that funny. It's a brand new account. They've only got about 300 followers or something like that. But it's basically memes about moderators on Clubhouse um, Brilliant. So I think it's called Clubhouse of Instagram or something like that. But I'll put the link in the show notes. It is hysterical. Um, you need to go and check it out. It's really, really funny. Little video. What is, what's the best one, by the way, is when the person is being caught out, mm. but they pretend they've been listening and they say, <clears throat> oh, yeah, um, didn't quite get the frame of the question. If you just repeat it. And the question was, you know, is green your favorite color? But but I just want to get the frame of the question because I just I just dipped out a little bit there. Like you'll hear the Tesco like checkouts behind them. You're like, of course you did, mate. Yeah, of course you just missed it. Um, but apart from that, it is genius. And also, you you both have rooms, don't you? So what what are your rooms again? Sorry, you said about walk, walking plus times writing. What are yours? Yeah, I've got quite a few. I'm thinking about reining it in, but at the moment, I do a content marketing one cracking it's called crack cracking content club get visible on four o'clock on a tuesday and then Lindsay and i have a room don't we we do networking that's um female networking on a thursday morning at nine <laughs> and i've st- and i've started and Lindsay's mentioned it a couple of times See you later guys oh, sorry. <laughs> i'm um, so not welcome um, here i'm only had ovaries. With a, a, a friend of mine who's um 
a website expert. Um, it's called the Small But Mighty Business Show. Um, and we've just started to do that. And I know Lindsay's got a regular show as well. I do. So I run a few rooms as well. So I do the one with Claire on a Thursday morning. I do one on a Thursday night with a fabulous woman called Lou Hamilton, who runs a podcast guesting agency called Podstar. She's brilliant. Um, and then we run a daily Monday to Friday business brunch show, which is fab. Really enjoying it. We've had some fab conversations in there. All the real stuff, men and women, um, young and old, all sorts of people come in there. And we've had conversations this week all about um, what was it today? Oh, relationships. Yeah, relationships wasn't it? Today. We've done yeah. also, tomorrow we're doing about work life balance. And is there such a thing, which I don't think there is. Um, so all sorts of things we talk about, and that's why I love it so much because it's just so random. <laughs> you could talk about anything. Yeah, yeah, it is. And our show's on um, at two o'clock in the afternoon, and we've got um, Michaela Swain, who used to be on The Apprentice as a guest. Yay! And I've been in a room with her before, and she's just really, really interesting. I love her um, voice. So, her act. Yes, exactly. It's very yeah. And she's married to another apprentice as well. And he came in in a room I was in as well. So, yeah. So, and again, the conversation is just going to be about, you know, what it's like to be an entrepreneur online at the moment. And yeah, and see, and we're going to see where it goes. And we've got, um, yeah, different guests coming in. So, yeah, it's exciting. So what about recording a podcast from the clubhouse room? Have you done that as yet? Or is that no. something you're thinking about doing? I've not, but I've people do it. You, you can do it, but you've got to, you've got to say in the description really clearly that you are recording because otherwise it mm. goes against the terms and conditions. Um, but yeah. yeah, you can do it, but people, everyone in the room has to be aware that that's going on. Yeah. It yeah. might be a fun thing to do. Mm. Like international podcasting day or something. Yeah. I'm, I've already, I've already got it. Locked and loaded. <laughs> Great idea. That'd September. be really good. <laughs> can we come? Brilliant. Can we come? <laughs> by, by then, what will Clubhouse look like? Because then it'll be open to people who, you know, have got Androids and be a massive platform. Yeah. It'd be really exciting, wouldn't it? And I've, I've um, just had a group um, approved as well because you've got to apply to have a group at the moment. Um, so I've just had a group approved, which is great. So I'm hopefully going to get that started soon as well. Um, great so tell me the difference what's the difference between a clubhouse and a group in a room then what are are the differences between those things so a group so a a group is like on facebook you can have a group and there's a you know you have to join it you have to be approved to go into that group and the the good thing about having a group is you can have group only rooms where only people in that community can join so for instance with your podcast if you wanted to have a podcast only chat if you only want your listeners to come in you get them to join your group Um, You can have closed rooms and you can also have other people create rooms with your group name on them, which is great for, I mean, I don't know whether I would do it to be fair. I'm not sure whether I would do it, but basically the name of your group just gets whitewashed over all of um, Clubhouse. There's a particular group called Women in Business and they seem to have room after room after room after room. It's everywhere, isn't it? Um, so I think you've got to be careful of that. A room is literally you're just rocking up and you start a room and you start chatting and people can join it. But you can have closed rooms as well, which is just private. Um, so let's say we wanted to do a clubhouse room together. We could start a private clubhouse room, have a chat about what we wanted to talk about and then make it public. Mm. That's cool as well. It's nice That's meeting. really clever. Yeah, we can have more business meetings. Yeah, you can. That's really wow! I love it. Mm. And you could get a what you could drink. You could drink your tea out of any receptacle you, you want and not tea. be judged. Yeah, you could drink it because nobody can see you. Can be in your PJs. 
I haven't got trousers or pants on. No, I'm joking. <laughs> My wife would never let that happen. Anyway, that's not the only reason, obviously, I wouldn't do it. But anyway, let's let's move on. Let's move on. I just want to talk then about your future plans for your podcast because in, in some ways it's hard to know because it's something that's organic and it happens. But is there any kind of particularly big plan you might have 2021 um, as your podcast develops and grows? Yeah. So for me, I've had a season break recently. I'm coming back with the winner series. Um, so I'm excited for this one to be part of that series, actually, because, of course, I've got a winner and a runner up here. So, of course, I'm going to have you guys on. Um, everybody's a winner. So you're you're going to be on there and I'm going to be doing interviews with people like Eve. So people who have you know, a, a voice to be shared. They're, they're doing something something amazing. I'm very aware of showcasing other people's voices now. I've done a lot of solo episodes. I've done a lot of teaching. I've given a lot away. And now I want to give a platform to others. So I'm going to be doing a lot of that in this next season. So that's the plan for this year. Uh, what about you, Claire? Yeah, I mean, as mine's in its infancy, I feel. Like, um, I don't know, I think it's 23 episodes or something like that. So I'm still working on the basis that three will be solo episodes, um, but the third uh, week um, of every month will be an interview with an epic content creator or, again, someone who's got a great story to share around, you know, getting your voice heard uh, as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's um, and that's why we both were like, of course you can come on our podcast eve because she's got such yeah. a great story to tell i can't uh, you, yeah, you'll really yeah. like that episode actually dan when you hear it you'll you'll enjoy hearing about it it's a fun she's a fantastic woman isn't she mm. you know what isn't that the sort of the democracy behind podcasts means that you can get anybody on a podcast and there's no barrier there's no gateway held mm -hmm. by the establishment in some way like, like you were saying, Claire, about working for is it ITN Radio, mm. back in those times, you would have had to have gone to a studio, it belonged to a company, producers, editors, mm -hmm. the rest of it. You know, this is ac accessible to all of us now, and it's wonderful. And there's also something which is really true. The market will decide where your listeners are. You know, you don't have to be right for everyone, mm. but you will be right for some people out there, and there will be some people who want to hear your voice. No matter if it's big or small, uh, you know, if, if it'll be deep, I'm sure, and it'll be really personal. And, you know, we have access to this. And it's just great that we get our voices out there. So I just say to everyone who's listening, if you haven't set up a podcast yet and you want to, then do it. Mm. Because there's nothing bad that can come from this, uh, in my honest opinion. Yeah. I think it's all good. You learn and you will grow and it's amazing. Yeah. And you might yeah. even be able to meet John Lee Dumas. <laughs> <laughs> there are many opportunities that open up. I've had some amazing opportunities open up to me because I've got a podcast. And as you said before, Dan, I wouldn't have been able to speak to those people had I not had the podcast. So yeah, it's been it's been crazy um, how good it's been. Yeah, it is amazing. Like um, I was just checking my LinkedIn before we came on the call, and someone's asked me to be in a PR summit. It's nice because. One of them is Janie Lee Grace. So I was like, wow, Amazing. that's going to be in October. And that is about profile building, isn't it? And it's like, yeah, you know, um, she must have just looked at my profile and, yeah, mm. and invited me, you know. So you never know what might happen. Indeed, Definitely. you never know. Now, just one of my final questions, I want to know just some practical tips here because, you know, it's very good to talk about making a podcast, but people might not even know where to start. So just the basics uh, firstly, you know, what, what hardware stuff do you need? What software stuff do you need? And also, 
how do you actually promote a podcast? What things do you do to really get the message out there? Yeah, good question. So I've got a free guide that I'll, I'll put the links in this, um, this episode show notes as well, which is literally every single step you've got to take to create a podcast. Um, so it tells you, it's all the stuff that you don't know, you don't know. So when you get started, you think, oh, I want to start a podcast. And then you think, oh my God, I didn't know I had to do that. And what about this? And why are Apple saying yeah. I have to have my artwork in that particular format? Um, so it's all that stuff. So um, in terms of the basics, what you need is a microphone, you need some headphones, and you need something to record it on. So if you're a Mac user, you can use GarageBand. If you're not, you can use Audacity. If you're doing solo shows, if you're doing interviews, you can start with Zoom, which is great. Um, and then editing, you can use Audacity or GarageBand as well. So you can start really without very much money at all. You can get a decent microphone for about £50. You know, you don't have to spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds or even thousands, some of them are. Um, just figure out whether you like it, figure out whether it's something you're going to enjoy before you start investing huge in it. Um, and one step that I would say to everybody before they actually start their own po podcast is be a podcast guest, go on a show, <laughs> figure out whether this is something that you're going to enjoy. Being a guest on other people's shows is a great way to promote your own show as well. So, um, for you, Dan, your show is doing really, really well. And, um, if you want to get it out there to even more people, you need to get on the guest circuit. So get onto other people's podcasts. That's what it's about. So getting out there, you can put paid advertising behind it, but you 100% don't need to. There are lots of ways to promote it. So one of the biggest ones is obviously social media, being a guest, um, doing um, swaps with other podcasters. Like this episode might be, we've not decided yet fully, but it might be on one or two of the other hosts here's shows as well so we might be swapping this episode around left right and center <laughs> so don't forget about <laughs> things like that too um i think the very the, the basics though before you buy the mic because that's always the first question i get asked what microphone do i need before all of that just figure out why you're doing the podcast don't just do it because you think you should start a podcast because you've got a purpose for it and there's a reason for it and you know what that reason is yeah, one hundred percent. And I think, yeah, and again, do your market research, you know, have a listen to people in your genre, um, listen to other people in your sector. Um, so you can see that maybe maybe there's a niche that hasn't been filled yet. You know, is there a new unique angle or take that you can do on something that fits a gap in the market? I think it's definitely good listening to other people and seeing, you know, what else people are talking about in your sector but also you can do um you know pitching out to to wider media like the press as well you know when you launch a podcast you can send out a press release um you can um be a guest blogger as well so it's not just um podcasts that you can be a guest on it's you can talk about your experiences of launching but also your as a business owner um and again it's something the media would be interested in definitely if you're you know if you start getting really good traction and win an award and all of those things they're great great things to be picked up by local media but you know if you've got a wider story to tell um and you and you 
you really hone that story and it's unique to you, um, you can pitch it to the wider media. I was just getting a message from one of my, um, someone I coach, she's just been um, asked to be on ITV tomorrow and she's like, help. <laughs> 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 so I was like, don't worry, pep talks incoming tomorrow morning. Aww. You'll be great. You know, and it's her first experience on national TV. So, you, you know, it's just you know, you've got to put yourself out there, but be very clear again um, on your why and your story. You're you're so Love true that. about the press releases as well. Did you know, Dan, that Claire wrote the press release for the awards as well? So the press release was sent out to all the winners. That was oh, written by Claire. Is that you? Oh, fantastic. She's fabulous. And I don't know whether you've seen Claire, but quite a few of the winners have already had press with that. I know. I keep on going. Yeah. Doing a little, yeah. little dance like, in the shed. <laughs> Every time they get a win. You know, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's... Um, and then that gets um, traction because then suddenly it's like, well, I've been in the local paper. Why can't I be in on BBC radio? Exactly. And then, um, you know, another of um, someone I've worked with on my Pitch to the Press course, she was on BBC Radio Kent. And then because she's on the BBC database, BBC Five Live are like, oh, you're a camping expert. Can you come on Five Live? You know, so you That's just, brilliant. It, it's, it, it builds mm-hmm. and it builds people's confidence and that was was so nice in your group Lindsay that someone was saying I was feeling a bit meh about the podcast and thinking why am I still doing this and then she got loads of great media coverage yeah 100% it's been fabulous so a really positive message and and that's made me feel so like happy I'm part of this community thank you so much for your time and for this very unique episode the podcasting for content low carb which it's a heck of a you know amalgamation of our podcasts and our views there, but it's great. And if you want to join the uh, the Facebook group, it's the Podcasting for Business uh, Facebook group yep. that Lindsay runs, and it's been really supportive. You'll learn so much. I just want to say though a huge thank you to you, Lindsay, for organising all of that and putting it together, and for joining us today. And also a massive thank you to you as well, Claire. Uh, I think that was really fun and brilliant. And um, I think we're about ready to start recording it. So <laughs> we start hit the record button now. Just do all that again. Yeah, let's. Just a bit more succinct and we can do that in like 20 minutes. Let's are go, quick. smiling quite as much as we are now, Dan. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't. And you wouldn't have a big jug of Pyrex tea either. It's nice and cold now, so lucky old me. Anyway, thank you so thank much. Thank you so brilliant. much. It's been my absolute pleasure. I've loved it. I really hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I had fun recording it with Dan and Claire. So thanks again, guys, for coming on to the show and sharing all of that. It was fantastic fun. So if you've enjoyed this episode, I would adore it if you would share it with your friends, leave me a review on iTunes, and of course, subscribe so that you're not going to miss any of these juicy episodes. Have an amazing week and I'll see you next time. Bye for now.